Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. My name is Birdie, and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am in control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm a paranormal investigator. That means I'm researching and deep diving unexplained phenomena. I grew up in a haunted house, but now I'm investigating hauntings around the world. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. So, now we're to the point where we can talk about our actual investigation. So, what made you decide, ooh, you know what, let's just start right off with a jail, some of the most notoriously haunted buildings in all of history? That is how I started off. I found it and I went, ooh, let's start here. Ooh, <laughs> let's I made, do it. I made that exact sound. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I wish I knew when you made those sounds you were picking locations. I definitely thought <laughs> you were doing something else. Got a foot cramp or something? Um, this That's one, not what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this one was a cool one just because I felt like it wasn't one of those ones that was like super well known or talked about. Yeah, um, I actually couldn't find any TV paranormal teams that have gone there, and YouTube is pretty vacant of anybody really visiting. <laughs> yeah, which I found super cool, um, kind of like an untapped gem type of thing, to where the outside looks super creepy. I mean, they had some good evidence that they had talked about getting there, so um, I thought it would be a good starting point to just dive in yeah i've actually done a ton of research on this location afterward and they were on the news with some of their evps mm -hmm. they captured which is so cool it's it's really a hub of uh information and it's not abandoned from i think like 2008 
mm-hmm. until when they bought it. And they just recently opened it up for investigation. So I'm sure we're probably going to see a ton of teams go here. I'm sure. Especially because of the incredible EVP evidence. Mm-hmm. And they'll always be remembered as that place that Spirit Diaries went to. Yeah. They're not going to be allowed to say like, oh, yeah, no major team. So no, Spirit Diaries yeah. has been here. Spirit yeah. Diaries is here. We've been there. I've smoldered through those halls. Smoldered? Yeah, I made smolder faces at the ghosts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. I wish you could have seen that. All right. So we had from 8.30 p.m. to 3 a.m. to investigate. We arrived at 8.30, Robert went on a tour for the first hour, and I legitimately sat in the car blindfolded. While I was in the car, (laughs) I had heard a man walking around the car. And at first I was like, Robert, stop trying to scare me. And then it just kept happening for too long, and I realized... It was either someone lurking or it was a ghost. And no one throughout the entire night had gone down the road in front of the jail. Mm-hmm. People had gone on roads around the jail. Nobody went on the road in front of the jail, either walking or in their car. So it was not a human. <laughs> Who was alive? Yeah. Spooky. So we decided for this one to perform a single blind experiment, which means that I knew nothing and Robert knew everything. Why we wanted to do this is to see what could I get with having absolutely no information. And we decided to step that up one more notch by having the blindfold. And again, Robert decided to do this off guard on me and we had no idea if we'd be using the blindfold at all in any of these investigations, we got it to use with the Estes method, but thought, hey, maybe it would be fun to see, you know, if it still works blindfolded. Surprise. And yeah, surprise, <laughs> first episode. Had to do it. <laughs> so uh, before the investigation, I wasn't told anything. Uh, the night prior, I did see an imp in our bathroom. So it just looked like this little, like, I'd say like two foot tall, black, classic illustration of an imp Mm -hmm. uh, popping around on our toilet. I walked in the bathroom, opened the door, seen him jumping around in there. And I was like, okay, shut the door, (laughs) walked to our other bathroom, used that bathroom and was like, should I deal with this now or later? (laughs) And then I did. I did this. I decided, I'll just leave them. Put it away. (laughs) Save it for another day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And the whole way out of the room after I shut the door on the imp, I was just singing, put it away. Save it for another day. So, um, yeah, that's that's legit one of the songs I sing when I don't want to deal with something. That is a birdie original. Yeah, it is. It is. If you ever, you know, sing it, give credit to me. It's it's very helpful. So I also uh, picked up on a man and I did a sketch of who I believe to be the man. So I know a lot of you have asked, when did the sketch actually happen? It happened the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
decided to try drawing a spirit. I had never done that before. I thought it would be maybe interesting to see if it looked even remotely close. Um, and I had seen him as an old white guy. He had lighter colored eyes. I couldn't figure out what Sheriff Richard Ellis's eyes color was. Mm -hmm. I even looked on his death certificate, nothing. Um, and all the any photos were all black and white. Yeah, so I couldn't tell, but to me, they felt light colored. Um, and I had kept feeling him and moonshiners. And I kept getting this illustration and like feeling of somebody called like Wild Willie. Goo goo goo. Yes, yes. So if you guys have ever been anywhere in Tennessee, you will see all these gem mining places or honestly anywhere around the mountain uh, Appalachia area. You will see all these gem mining places with these like illustrations of like this old country bumpkin who is like just like whoa. Um, and that's kind of what I seen with this moonshiner and moonshiners. And then this guy were connected. And honestly, I was really full of self-doubt. So I thought the sketch was BS. I thought the moonshining information was BS. And I thought the imp hopping around on our toilet was perhaps just a passing through spirit. So I was like, I don't think you're connected to the location. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I ignored all of it and kept all that information to myself. Which we learned not to do. Yes. I will now <laughs> share information. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Say things out loud. Use so, your words. <laughs> you know, it's really hard for me because during this, when I do private cases... I don't need to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I go through, I get my information, I figure it all out. I sit down with the client, I walk them through what I feel, how's it going, uh, what they want to do about it, if they want to do anything. And then either I take care of it or I call in some friends to take care of it for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, it, it's sort of a very peaceful inner moment uh when i give like private readings to people um same thing just very inner quiet thoughts i write some stuff down feel some stuff relay it to the sitter and that's it it's a very nice peaceful thing so doing it on camera it's very strange to actively voice every little thing um instead of just getting all the information and then going yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so You got ghosts. Yeah, it's been a learning experience. So do you want to talk about your tour or how did you feel upon immediately walking in for the first time? Um, well, I didn't know if who was going to be there um, just because I didn't know the name of the person who owned it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I just walked in and I mean, anybody that's watched that episode knows that I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to imagine that she was just on the other side of the door. I was like, what the hell? What was he doing? It said ring the bell. So I rung the bell <laughs> and um, the lady came and she was super nice. And she walked me through the whole jail and gave me a rundown of all like the locations and all the stories from those different locations. 
And walking through initially, um, I mean, all the lights were on, so it wasn't. It was more like museum esque feeling than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until running back in after she had left that it was like, oh man, this is a little spooky. Which was super interesting. Because, like, just the lights turning off. Maybe it's just because it was an unfamiliar space. Or, like, I didn't... I mean, I knew the layout roughly. Uh-huh. It was just really quiet. Yeah. So, you didn't... Did you feel any weirdness in any areas? Do you remember? Or was it just, like, this feels just sterile? Um, the first floor felt pretty sterile. Uh, the second floor was fine as well, and the third floor was a little bit funky feeling. Like, it was just, like, mildly charged feeling. mm mm-hmm. uh, But overall, it wasn't, like, super active feeling mm-hmm. during the tour. So, did you think, do you have these moments when you go on tour, the tour where you're like, oh, God, this place is haunted, Birdie's not going to get anything? Like, do you ever think like that? No, because, I mean... You could get a spirit in a Burger King parking lot. Like, <laughs> I just. I, I, I love that. I never. I love that. I never walk into a place and go, you know what? This ain't got no ghosts. It's like, no, nah, it's probably got something. It's probably standing next to me. I never know. It's like, and then you come in, you're like, it's standing next to you. I'm like, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I don't think there were any places during this entire season that I walked through and was like, Birdie's getting nothing. Ooh. See, I when I was in the car, I, I heard the person walking around the car and I got scared because I was like, I'm probably going to die here. And then I very, I will totally admit, I thought about taking off the blindfold and then just putting it back on. And then I just, I didn't want to do it because I just was like, I've committed this long. I've sat in the car for at least 30 minutes blindfolded. It's like, I genuinely wanted to take it off and look if it was a person. And I was like, don't, just don't do it stay strong stay strong have an anxiety attack if you need to i legit laid down like my torso on my knees and i did put my jacket over my head <laughs> like i i hid i was i was scared i didn't know where we were you said it was a safe area i did not feel safe um but psychically i kept seeing this man with a white beard uh, I believe he may be connected to uh, Sheriff Richard Ellis in the murder. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is the murderer, uh, but I do think he's connected to that, that event. Yeah, that event. I, I think he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find really who he was um, on the car ride there. I had gotten the name George, and we do know that night. Sheriff Richard Ellis was bringing in a man named George Foster. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that could be the man with the white beard. I couldn't find what he looked like. So I can't say for sure. Uh, but I did think the name George and I do think the man with the white beard are still all connected to uh, Sheriff Richard Ellis. And then the only other thing I got in the car was um, dates. So it was going 1900, 1907, 1900, 1907. And I was thinking, okay, so perhaps it was built in 1900 to 1907. Um, and that was pretty much all I got aside from the ride there. I felt like it was a tan building. I felt like it was multiple stories and it was. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty comforting to know. Sandstone. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and then how I seen all that... Um, 
was the man named George just came through as a name. The man with the white beard I seen visually like in my mind's eye. And then when I see dates, almost like if you stare at a light and then you look away and you have that like after image glow of color, um, inside the blindfold, it will write uh, dates in there Mm. or like symbols in there. So very similar to that like after image look. uh, That's how they'll give me images. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got in the car. And when you came back out, I was relieved and also horrified because I felt like I wasn't going to get anything and I was really scared. You're also horrified because I forgot to tell you that I was the one who opened the door. Yeah, I know. You did that (laughs) six times in a row. Six (laughs) times in a row. We did investigations back to back and you did it six times in a row and every time I told you, you have to tell me. Hey, it's okay. Just wait till episode six when there was somebody standing outside the door (laughs) who was a spirit and who's telling me they were the devil. Whoopsie. Hey, at least they didn't try to open the door. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) (sighs) So what's interesting is while you didn't feel anything when you were on your tour, you actually caught a significant amount of EVPs in there. Um, you caught at 8.32 p.m. a voice saying don't. Mm-hmm. And you also caught at 9.32 p.m. a voice saying Ellis. And they sound like the same person. A female whispery voice. It's weird. What's with the two thing? Like, I don't know. 8.32 and 9.32. One hour apart. And those EVPs were actually captured less than 10 feet apart from each other. That's interesting. Yeah. So perhaps there's a spirit down there who... Just chilling by the entrance. (laughs) Right. And what is it? Is it active every time at the hour 32? Hmm. Like, I wish we were down there at 1032. Would she have spoken then too? No. Interesting. Oh, I have full body chills. If we ever go back, we'll have to test that theory. Yeah, absolutely. So the first floor... When we got in there, I honestly swear I thought that place was not haunted at all. Mm -hmm. I felt absolutely nothing. And I started panicking because I'm like, there's nothing here. (laughs) Like, there are no ghosts. There's not even feelings. It felt to me like everything had been bleached from this space. And at this point, I didn't know where we were. It just felt like the void right and i was scared it felt sterile to me Mm -hmm. just completely clean scrubbed so at first i was thinking maybe someplace sterile because that's all it felt just empty washed away empty which is interesting because they had renovated it like repainted it and Uh like made it nice again yeah it it felt that way it felt just i mean they did a wonderful job Mm -hmm. but it felt so 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 empty it wasn't until i walked through the bars that i was like oh it's changing Mm -hmm. and that definitely was like the trigger of psychic information and you didn't even know there were bars i just walked through and then instantly you guys can see it on camera like it was just a snap of the fingers and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah So what did you feel like at that point with 
walking in. We were in the dark. Like, I was like, there's nothing here. And like, were you worried that there was going to be genuinely nothing? Uh, no, I didn't think there would be genuine. Like, I didn't think there'd be nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured we get something. I just, I know sometimes it's like, maybe the place needs to warm up to us or we need to warm up to the place or just like as we walk through i mean we get shit done (laughs) (laughs) did you get scared when i started saying like oh bad feelings here this doesn't feel okay like were you getting nervous at all no I i was pretty calm i mean i was just more focused on not letting us fall down the three story flight of metal stairs (laughs) (laughs) thank you for guiding me up so dang near flawlessly too yeah no problem i just i was trying to minimize the amount of broken toes (laughs) hey we officially didn't break anything episode four was a close call yeah but i didn't i didn't break anything we thought you did i did i did we definitely were about to go to the hospital (laughs) so um it wasn't until we hit the second floor when shit started going down for me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was really quiet, but as we walked, it like picked up. It was almost like as we were walking, we were like fueling the energy. Like you know how like those treadmills you can run on and they generate power. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. It felt like as we were walking, we were generating spirit activity. But if we stopped the spirit activity stopped being generated. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never experienced something like that before. But essentially, um, I, on camera, you can see at 9.52 p.m., I, Robert walks me in front of the Crucex and Devil image and I take like a rescue breath. Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) in front of that. And that's the only time I breathed like that throughout the entire (laughs) night. And I, said in the video and afterward like i felt such strangeness right there right but i couldn't put my finger on exactly what was causing the strangeness so i didn't really speak about it what did we learn (laughs) share feelings i just i know i just feel like sometimes it's not worth going oh i feel funny here right, and it's like right. funny how i don't know right. if i don't know yet how to define it i feel f- funny <laughs> saying that i i, I don't that. like to be like oh it's bad why it's bad why because it's bad <laughs> like why is it bad mm-hmm. I, I i wanted to dig a little deeper uh but i didn't learning okay. um <laughs> there was so much else going on like it, it was okay yeah, what's really cool is as we got into the right cell block, I, uh, as soon as we walked into that room, there was like this like yell that got captured on three separate microphones. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately say, ooh, I feel strange. And then I pause and you hear phantom footsteps walking in. Mm-hmm. And then as if I heard them and then listened and then replied i was like now i feel like a physical pressure beneath my frontal bone and i pause again and there's more footsteps and after that second set i say oh yeah two males entered the room i i vaguely remember like i thought i heard something too and i'm pretty sure i looked to the side when one of those you did uh footstep 
sounds happen because I thought something was on my one side and I remember glancing over and just kind of like brushing it off like are you just creeping yourself out? Yeah, what's cool is we paused speaking perfectly and even like mid-sentence we paused, the footsteps occurred, we started talking, we paused, the footsteps happened and it's like I think this is where psychicness is such like a natural sense Mm -hmm. is that you don't even know like i was not aware there was footsteps right i did not hear them at least that i'm aware of if i did i wrote them off not at that point no and i just but yet at the same time we perfectly paused you looked around it was Mm -hmm. clear you and i both sensed something and what i think is the most coolest thing about mediumship and doing this is that we hear two pairs of footsteps and then i channel two spirits what are the coincidences of freaking that and to validate it even further there was a camera on each one of us and neither of us was moving right it's so cool like what are uh, to me like i know there's like no such thing as like proof of the paranormal yet because you have to prove it scientifically and everything but like for me i think just that moment alone Mm -hmm. is so freaking powerful and validating that it's just mind-blowing that that series of events could happen we took it all we brought them to our land An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I talk about the two presences in the room. This is where it's sort of like assumed, I guess we could say, that I channeled Sheriff Richard Ellis and Mm -hmm. Jerome Boyd. So I immediately got a man with a pointy nose and I didn't elaborate on him until later in the night. Later in the night, I drew a quick sketch of his face, which was super narrow and does somewhat resemble Jerome. Mm -hmm. Um... I felt like he was young, uh, in his 20s, and then I started getting stuff about a crick <laughs> or a creek, um, and what's weird is after doing research on him, he lived on No Business Creek, mm-hmm. and there is a creek behind the jail, which I was talking about, there's something behind the jail, a creek, that flows throughout the area when we were talking about Jerome's story. So ultimately, do I think I communicated with him? Maybe. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think it's possible. I think your some of the things that you were that were coming through for you definitely lined up with him being the creek 
the face shape of just what you drew mm-hmm. and then like a little bit of just him being the there age. Yeah, yeah the age just some some defining details i think kind of points it towards him yeah i i know it's hard to say because there's so many prisoners and i i would say i think i was picking up on the story of jerome mm-hmm. i don't think he's there I I don't think he's present in that space. And of course, this is just my opinion based on that night. Um, At least while we were there, he felt like an impression, not residual at all. Just Mm -hmm. something once was here. Mm -hmm. And perhaps he could have been more active and just not wanting to speak fully, which made me feel like he was more of an imprint. But um, I didn't feel like that was active because he didn't actively, like, communicate information to me. Right. Unlike who I do genuinely believe to be Sheriff Richard Ellis. Mm -hmm. So when I was channeling him, I got, you know, he was in his 40s to 50s, which he was when he died. Mm -hmm. Um, I got that he was an older white male, slight wrinkles. Got that he was the sheriff, and then I felt the pain in the back of the head, Mm -hmm. felt like I was falling to the ground, and there was a flash of light right before that. Mm -hmm. And I think that is his death. I think I was channeling the gun flash, the pain in the head, falling to the ground, and that's when I realized we were in a jail Mm -hmm. Um, because I started seeing like bars and stuff. I also think it's incredibly compelling that we got Ellis said on an EVP. Yeah. Um, which I feel like really helps lend believability that he could very much be there. And I, I don't know. I, I definitely do think I connected to Sheriff Ellis. And I I would say he's more active. He did communicate very, very well. Um, and I think that's the person I drew. I I agree with you. I I think all the details that you had come through and then with the drawing and everything, I I 100% think that that was Sheriff Ellis. That's crazy. What did you think while I was channeling? Like, you can see in the video, like, you had, like, these little micro expressions of, like, ah. (laughs) So, like, was it, I mean, this is the first time you and I have been together and you've actively watched me channel. Mm-hmm. How was that? Was that weird watching me like full blown do a reading? Because even on my private readings, Robert has never, ever, ever come with me. So you've never really seen me go full blown medium aside from like around the house being like, oh, yeah, there's a person over there. Like It was interesting to see you go through it like for a longer period of time and like digging deeper than just like. Yeah, there's a spirit over there type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no doubt that you were going to get things. So it's like I had details in my head lined up of like, okay, this is a description of this person. This is a description of this person. This is what happened. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of that information fresh in my head before the tour. And then with the tour, it just kind of solidified everything. So I was just, I'm sure I was just nodding like an idiot and smiling where you couldn't <laughs> see me behind the blindfold. <laughs> Did it surprise you at all that I was getting information? Like, I don't know. No. <laughs> you're just no, it not, never surprises me. You're just not surprised at all. No. I was surprised. You are always surprised. So when we reviewed the information back at base camp, mm-hmm. like, 
I those reactions were real. Those th- that was the first moment Robert was telling me information. We did not go over information and then like go, okay, let's do this again. We had a very limited time in the jail. Yeah. So we threw down the cameras. We started reviewing stuff, and those are my legit reactions. And my <laughs> I look so dumb, but like I I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that it had lined up that well to someone because I really wasn't sure. I I do like reading buildings, but I mean, a lot of my past has been reading people. So it's a totally different vibe to read a human and read a space. I bet just because it's like you don't have that different type of energy to kind of pull from. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a little bit sketch to (laughs) read a building because uh, you don't know what you're going to get. So you're kind of opening yourself up to it all. Right. Whereas like when I read a person, I kind of know like I'm, I'm probably going to get a few people. It's like the weirdest thing that has come through on a person reading is like one person had created like a little poltergeist uh, entity. and It was a strange one. And then another person one time had a a really prominent spirit guide who like sort of took over the reading (laughs) 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 he's super like flamboyant (laughs) and uh that was funny um but yeah a building is such a different can of worms because nobody's related no half the time they're not even friends with each other sometimes they don't like each other and it's it's all very interesting how they'll react to me. Will they like me? It's not like a person where somebody's like, yes, I finally get to tell this person something. Um, a lot of times those spirits are excited and have something fun to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, the building, it's more of you came into my house. <laughs> you're here doing silly blindfold tricks. <laughs> like <laughs> What? Yeah. I never know if they're going to be like, oh. God, here comes another one. Here's another train of paranormal investigators coming through, you know. But the jail, they were they were really cool. Mm-hmm. So when we went to the left cell block, uh, that was funny because like I was super physical in that room. I cannot believe the eyes thing freaks me out. I think the most of that. I said, oh, I'm seeing eyes. And then I directly point to this eye cut out in the door. And then right before that, you did the, oh, look, there's two people. And then like you went up and down and were pointing at the two beds in the room. And before that, I had traced this cabinet in the corner of the mm-hmm. room that I felt like something was behind in height behind and before that, I had gotten that it was gray and they were wearing also gray uniforms. Right. It was really weird. That room was so strange. But I think what's really cool is in that room, I say like oh what is it with this place and as soon as i finished saying that we captured an evp of something going "Mm -hmm." (laughs) and in that same minute there's also like an unexplained bang Mm -hmm. and then as i'm explaining like i'm seeing eyes visually in my mind's eye and i'm pointing like to the eye cut out in the door there's an evp that's captured that says that sounds like it's saying i believe Mm mm-hmm what? Like, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> what? Because I'm the one standing there. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just, I think it's so cool that this was like the first time I've ever tried to do a reading with evidence. Mm-hmm. And that 
especially like in this moment, I was getting active EVP responses to what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And it was so strange. Like, how did you feel upon seeing that upon review that there was like this active, like back and forth happening between me and spirit? It's super weird because it almost feels like um, you're not paying attention to a conversation or something. Because when you're looking back, it's like it's all happening and you can see it play out. But it's mm -hmm. like in the moment, it's just you say something, we move on. You say something, we move on. It's like when unbeknownst to us, like it's just back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> it's also really creepy for me because I, I mean, being able to communicate with spirits and then hearing things that I didn't hear in the moment on camera makes me feel like so creepy because it's like, oh God, there's so much more happening that I'm not able to pick up on. Right. And I think that's cool because it proves that like mediumship isn't this all powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Like I think so many people are like, think it's like, oh, well, if you can see spirit, then how many fingers are they holding up or something? Or what are the lottery numbers? You right. Know? It's not the end all be all. Right. It just shows that like while I'm getting validating information, there's also like even more communication happening that I'm not aware of. Right. So scary. <laughs> so as we go on into the trusty room, this is also one of my favorite moments in the entire night. I'm like, it's so much brighter in here, like physically, or there's more windows. It was physically the only room on that level that was painted white mm -hmm. and had that was the only room that had three windows. Mm -hmm. The others had two or none. Mm -hmm. How? How did I know that? How does that happen? Because that's something to where even if you were skeptical and were like, okay, she's cheating, she's seen through the blindfold, regardless, like there was no way I could see that third window mm -mm. that was inside. You went in that like, it was in, like laundry closet. closet. Yeah. It was in there. Mm -hmm. And we shared the raw footage on Patreon. Like, and I, that was the first time I had ever gone on the second floor was during that moment. And we could even have the people who work there back us up. Yep. Like, how, how does that happen? How do you think psychicness is able to understand number of windows or a paint <laughs> color or like the physical location of things? Because I've never done a blindfold. So I've never even experienced that side of mediumship before. That was the first time. I've experienced and witnessed myself getting physical information like that. Yeah, that was super interesting just because, I mean, with it alone being the color had changed of the room, I mean, you, you did know that there was something different. And I don't know, I mean, a little thing called psychic medium, but I don't know how else to explain it. I just... I would love to know like how the physicality works because I I just, I don't know. It just felt like there was more windows and that's, uh, that's all I can say is like, how did you know? It just felt like it. Like it felt brighter. There was more light. There has to be more windows. That was pretty much all I felt like. And it was brighter physically. Mm. And it was like, I just, I don't know. It's so spooky. You just know things you shouldn't. Should I not, though? I mean, like, you know things that you shouldn't have been able to know. Because here's where it gets curious. Because we were wondering, am I reading Robert? 
Or am I reading like the legit spirits in the space? Because after this, I was a little disappointed that the main two spirits I got were the main two spirits they think were there, which makes sense. <laughs> but me being a skeptic, I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like I should have gotten something more, which I did the imp. But still, like I, I just, I was curious to like, Am I reading you mm-hmm. or am I not? But then we decided I can't be reading you because half the information we didn't know until we went home and did research. Right. So there was no way for you to be reading me because... You didn't even know all the information I didn't, I didn't have 100% of the info in its entirety. Right. And like the window aspect, you didn't even know there's three windows. You went to go look. I had never seen the perimeter of that building. I, I'd seen the front of it in like... A photo of it online but i had never seen what the entire building looks like from the outside so i had no way of knowing yeah so like you can see you having the moment of like oh wait and you go in the closet and you're like yep (laughs) (laughs) like it's just it's just interesting because that moment i think is also super like defining in the fact that i was picking up on stuff that you didn't even know Mm -hmm. and that just blows my mind even more So the third floor was just uncomfortable. Honestly, there was nothing really notable there besides just creep factor. Um, And I felt like the most emotional on the third floor. How did you feel going up on the third floor with me? Um, When I went with you, it was pitch black and it was a lot more eerie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm pretty sure when we got up there, you were like, ooh. So I was like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to walk backwards through this. Hope nobody's standing behind me. Um, so that's kind of just my overall feeling at that time. Was there any fear yet or you had just had no fear in that? Fear? No. Um, I was pretty comfortable. Like, if something's going to jump out at me, awesome. I hope my camera's pointing at it. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> just As long as it's on camera because evidence. Yeah, I, I felt people being scared on the third floor which was adding to like my fear so initially when i was blindfolded i wasn't afraid Mm -hmm. um but i was feeling the fear and i think where i got the fear i would i would like to see if that's perhaps where um jerome was in that specific pen area i don't think we know uh but he was on that floor i know he was on that floor but i did feel this like overwhelming sense of like oh it's gonna like (laughs) uh, i'm in trouble like and that could have been any prisoner but it did feel in that one spot just so thick Mm -hmm. of just like (gasps) Um, and I thought it was really cool that I felt super uncomfortable around the newspapers, which would have told all their horrible crimes that mm. have been committed. So I thought that was cool. If like, get the, get away from those. Don't read those. <laughs> yeah. You know, leave them alone. Those are our spirits diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so overall, we had a lot of weird technological issues here. Some of it was due to human error. Others was unexplained. And what really upsets me is we used our SLS, which is the tool that captures uh, stick figures uh, and allegedly could capture a ghost figure. It did capture one figure, one figure. And uh, 
of course it wasn't recording and all of our equipment broke at that point in time and we didn't get it at all. Which made me mad because I double checked it like six times <laughs> to make sure it was recording and it was recording because I did like the double take and I looked back just to make sure it didn't trick me. No, it was recording. And when we went back, I was just like super angry and super confused. Yeah. What was really frustrating too about all of that is ugh, the fact that like there was so much tension around that moment of it being recorded. Mm -hmm. So what you didn't see is we walk into the room and uh, we don't see that there's a figure yet. But Robert's like, hey, go move the REM pod. And I'm like, all right, I go to walk over there. And when I'm like a few feet from it, oh, I'm just hit with anxiety of like there's something standing there. And I freak out and I'm like, I can't get closer and Robert at this point is just kind of like oh my god like you just grab it it's like right in front of you like why are you getting scared like all the, all the lights were on at that point mm -hmm. there was nothing scary happening like and I just was like I can't I can't I can't I turn around and Robert's like there's a figure there um <laughs> And the SLS starts mapping this like little one foot figure, like standing right at the REM pod. And so I run back in the room. I turn my GoPro on it. I start recording, which that footage is completely gone. Mm -hmm. um, and Robert goes over there as soon as you get to the same spot I was and you take one step closer, boom, gone. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting because I'm not sure how I feel about the SLS, to be honest with it you. It never came back after that either. So it wasn't like it was like mapping something funny. Right. I just, I don't know necessarily how I feel about the SLS, but what makes that event so compelling is that I felt something first. I felt like there's something there and mapped something right in that spot. And then as you walked up to it, it was like, whoop, and gone. And yeah, again, we left that in that position for several hours and nothing ever mapped anywhere else in that jail right there nothing mm -hmm. and ah i just do you think it could have been something well seeing as how it was like right a foot away from your whole imp situation yeah and it was like a foot tall my first instinct was to go maybe it was the nim. Like, i if it was capturing anything i do think it was the imp as well or Sheriff Ellis was not as tall as we thought he was. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> like Yosemite Sam type of thing. So uh, talking about EVPs, I think the most credible EVP we got was when we were doing our initial EVP session and we keep seeing lights happening outside of the room. We keep feeling shufflings happening. We get up to go look. And as soon as Robert walks out, you hear a man go, close. <laughs> What? Warmer. Warmer. You're on fire. When I reviewed that evidence and I heard that, I kid you not, I had to go pace the house. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I was I was convinced. Like, I was like, how how did somebody break in the jail? Like, there was no one in there besides Robert and I and the tour guide who stayed in this, like, little tiny office area down on the first floor, completely silent the whole time, mm -hmm. locked in a room. Like, we never even seen her. Um, it was a man's voice. There was no possible way. Freaked me out. What? 
<laughs> I know I got I got several calls during your review of the evidence while I was at work going, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I know every time I hit every time there was a new voice, I'm like, Robert, guess what we just captured? <laughs> well, and uh, the other one that I think is like really spooky is when we're on the third floor, we're walking away. We're like kind of looking over our shoulder. We feel like there's something behind us and something goes, watch your back. Mm-hmm. What? I was. Yeah. Like, you watch your back, bro. <laughs> like, no shit, Sherlock. Oh my God. Scary. And that happened at 1 45 in the morning. But overall, you know, the the Zoom, our EVP recorder didn't catch anything significant. Right. The SLS did get that figure. Nothing else. The REM pod never went off, never beeped. Um, Full spectrum camera didn't really capture anything visually compelling. It showed it showed our weirdness that was going on with our IR light, but mm-hmm. like nothing actually physically on film that we get. Yeah, for that camera, the laser thermometer did not detect any like very noticeable changes. The spirits box was unsuccessful. The Polaroid did not capture anything on a unexplained but if you do want polaroid photos they are in our etsy shop uh but with the equipment conclusion ultimately we conclude that paranormal equipment does not necessarily work um 100 of the time yeah or, or at all like there's no proof it captures paranormal activity what does capture is any microphone can capture EVPs. our most EVPs came from either our body mics or our camera mics mm-hmm. And not during EVP sessions. <laughs> so if you ever go to a location, take a camera and birdie. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> you can leave me at home. Okay. So ultimately, what is your final conclusion about the jail? Would you go back? Yeah, definitely. I would 100% go back. Yeah, um, I wasn't uncomfortable anywhere. Um, there were areas where I was definitely like, I think I might see something. Or like just... Kind of, you had that. You had that feeling that something might pop around a corner, mm-hmm. which I was like, "Do it!" But <laughs> I mean, it never happened. Uh, otherwise, it just—it seemed like whatever was there was just more checking us out and just as confused by us as we were confused by what was going on. How scary would you rate this on a scale of one to ten, Carl's? Um. Like one Carl. I don't think it was really scary at all. Mm-hmm. Not anything that I would be unafraid of doing alone in the dark or anything like that. Okay. Well, you can schedule and go back and you can do a whole investigation alone in the dark. That's fine. I didn't hear voices. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get spirit messages. It was just a building with bars for me. Yeah, I think I would give it two Carls. <laughs> <laughs> Only because the the second floor, well, that had the most activity. Like, I felt relatively okay. Um, I think I would be okay being alone on the second floor for at least five seconds. And then <laughs> I, the third floor, honestly, more so, like, it felt claustrophobic, but, like, I think the vis- it was. <laughs> yeah, I think the visualization of it, too, was just, like, a little alarming. There was just a lot, it, it just, 
it was a small, small, small space. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable on the third floor. I mean, would I be alone up there if I absolutely had to be? Yes. Would I like it? Not one second. <laughs> um, okay, I'm be- I'm changing it to three Carls. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking yourself into being more afraid of this place. Yes. Um, the first floor, I felt nothing bad on the first floor, to be honest with you. It just was very museum-esque on the first floor. Mm. Yeah, but I-, I think I could spend... I Honestly, I think I could spend the entire time alone on the second floor. I wouldn't want to do the third floor. But if I could do second floor with lights... Totally fine. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Second floor with lights, other people in the daytime. <laughs> hey, no, I think I could do it. I think I could do second floor alone with lights. No lights? What about no lights? I couldn't do no lights. No? no. Not even the second floor? No, because the thing with me with no lights, it doesn't really change anything besides the fact that I can't see well in the dark at all. Gotta get out. <laughs> so, like, if something were to happen, I'm more scared for tripping over something or like running into a wall and personally injuring myself than I am of a spirit because I can see them regardless Mm -hmm. in the light or the dark. But what I can't see in the dark is like actual physical things like running into a bunk bed or getting scared and like tripping and getting cut or hurt or falling down another staircase. (sighs) All of which things would happen to you. Yeah. In a dark situation. I can see pretty decent in the dark. And we know that because every night at bedtime when I shut off the light, Birdie freezes because she can't see anything (laughs) until I turn the TV on. And I just walk over to the bed, turn the television on with the remote. And then she goes to bed. The other night uh, we we were going to bed and we shut off the lights. And Robert just like bends over in front of me like he like ducks. And I walked straight into you because I couldn't even see you. And you're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I couldn't see you there. And I had almost like completely toppled over you because I didn't know you had stopped walking. What I like to do is I'll shut off all the lights and I'll stand in front of the TV and then I'll start dancing and I'll turn <laughs> on the TV so that when it lights up, it's just me, my silhouette dancing for Birdie. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely have a hard time seeing in the night. But I, I think it was pretty cool. I We had a really few cool events happen there. And honestly, I'd recommend it as a visit for paranormal investigators to, they do history tours. And I think that's cool too. If you go, we did sign handcuffs that are in the jail Find them, take a picture with them, and we'll send you a Carl if you do that. I'll send you a signed headshot of me smoldering. Okay. You know, if somebody does this, now we have to do it. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> you heard it. For the first person who does it. Okay. First person the who does first it. first person. First person who does it. I will smolder in a headshot, and I will sign it whatever name you like me to throw <laughs> You'll sign it, and then we'll also give you a Carl. Yeah, you get a Carl sticker too. for your scar. Did Carl. that come out as words? You said a Carl sticker for your <laughs> scar. <laughs> a Carl sticker for your car. All right. Well, I think we've talked your ears off. If you haven't watched the episode, please go watch the episode. If you've already watched the episode, please go watch it again. Let it play all the way through to the end. So YouTube thinks we're very exciting and important. And we will see you all next time. Our second episode is already out. And again, our third episode premieres on October 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be live in chat. 
We would absolutely love it if you guys watched it live with us. We will be so terrified. I actually don't want to watch it at night. That place scares the bejeebus out of me. And I just don't ever want to think about that place. And I'm going to be so glad when that episode premieres because then I don't have to think about Post Town anymore. Mm -hmm. We go to Post Town Elementary School. It's an elementary school. Doesn't sound scary. Oh my gosh. I hate it. Hate that place. Yeah. Well, we will see you all next time. And thank you for listening to the Spirit Diaries. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>